Welcome to the No Risk Business Performance Podcast, where we discuss all things very small business, from the challenges to solutions to failures and victories. I'm your host, Judah Boulay, and I'm ready to roll, so let's do this. Hey, folks, welcome to another episode of the No Risk Business Performance Podcast. Today, uh, I have a guest, Eric Williams. Eric owns 212 Consulting. He does marketing, messaging, and leadership consulting. Um, Eric, um, I've also been a client of his. Um, he has helped me tremendously understand the marketing realm. Um, so, Eric, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to be on and uh, share with us some of your wisdom. Um, you know, I, I did a very um, vague job of introducing yourself, so uh, introducing you. So, um, take a few moments and introduce yourself much better than I can do, and explain yeah. the what, the services you provide. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Judah. No, I'm, I really appreciate it. I appreciate any opportunity to be able to uh, uh, give any sort of value to business owners, um, entrepreneurs, things like that. And so I think the basis of, of what I do is if you think about it this way, for most people, they got into business not to run a business. They got into business because they were passionate about something. And so uh, whether it's sports performance or coaching others or you know helping people with their fitness goals, you probably got in that business because you loved doing that thing. Uh, and then the you know, I guess the pains of business come up where it's like, well, how do I market the thing? How do I lead people? Cause I'm, I, that's not why I got into business. And so sometimes it takes an outside coach. It takes an outside perspective to help you talk about the things that you do in a way that are going to get your customers and your potential clients to want to engage. And then on the leadership development side, again, so many entrepreneurs, so many small business owners, so many people get into business because of a specialty area of a product or service they were passionate about. And they don't know the first thing about business. And so they start making all these mistakes and they kind of learn from those mistakes and some do well and some don't. And so I come alongside uh, businesses and help them out in basically whatever area that they're, uh, they're looking for so that they can grow their business and continue to do the things that they love. Awesome. Awesome. So now I've heard, I heard the story on a different podcast, but being a former, being a science, former science geek, um, well, still a science geek, but former science teacher and, and uh, grad student and all that. Um, 212. Where, what's the, where did you get the name for it and the reasons why, and how does that relate to like the services you provide? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's probably similar to you. If you, you get into business and now it's like, well, I need a name. And I just sat there and I was like going over and over and over again, this about what name I would, I would like. And then, uh, you know, came across the concept of 212 degrees is the temperature at which water boils. And, um, you know, I just read here that like the concept is at 211 degrees, you've got a pot of hot water. It's just a pot of hot water, but that one extra degree makes all the difference in the world. It can power steam engines. It can create electricity, you know, all of these things just from one degree. And so similar to what I just said, you know, I love coming alongside business owners who are operating at 211 degrees already. And so they're, they're ready to go and they just need that one little push, whether it's marketing help, messaging help, website help, leadership development help, whatever that one little thing is to help them go and be a force multiplier and exponentially uh, increase in the areas that they, um, that they make an impact. Excellent. So what if uh, you have a business that's at, say, 150 degrees? 
how can you help them? Yeah. Well, a lot of times, uh, you know, at that point helping, um, I mean, it takes, takes a lot more, but really it's about, for me, it's the mindset of whoever the business owner is. You know, I do work with a lot of small businesses, a lot of, uh, entrepreneurs, my, my family owned small businesses growing up. And so it's really been close to my heart. you know, my went to business school, my major was entrepreneurship, small and family business. And so really, I, I understand that like, you have this heart and passion as a business owner to do well because your family's depending on you because the people that you employ, their families are depending on you. And so even though your business might be at 150 degrees or so, if that heart, if that fire, if that passion within you is at 211, that's really more so what I do to try and figure out um, who the best people to work with are, because I find that if you've got that determination, um, sometimes it's just implementing small things, small little tweaks that are going to help uh, push you in the right direction. And in other cases, sometimes you have to have the hard conversations with people and say, Hey, maybe it's time to look in a different direction. And, you know, as much as that hurts, um, I've had former clients that, that really appreciate not, uh, wasting more time going in a bad direction so they can refocus and go in the right direction. Awesome. Okay. Um, so now you work with, um, you know, I, I, I first found out about you through, um, you were on uh, the Level Method podcast yep. and we have a mutual friend in Scott Ramage, um, mm-hmm. who, um, owns a great company, VA so gyms. Um, what, so most of my questions are going to relate to the fitness industry. All right. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the common flaws you see that a lot of, gyms, whether it's a CrossFit gym, whether it's a regular strength and conditioning facility, whether it's like um, a yoga studio, you know, whatever, what do you see are commonalities and and flaws in the fitness industry um, when it comes to the things that you specialize in? Sure. I I think uh, I'll give you three and then we'll go through them. But the, um, the first one is making your brand the hero. Uh, and not making your clients the hero. Um, The second one is wrapping up your messaging in confusing insider language that applies to you and people in your industry, but not to your clients. Um, And then ultimately uh, that third one would be, you know, follow up with individuals and how, how do you help them progress throughout their goals? So if we go to that first one, uh, you know, it's making your, your own personal brand, the hero. And I, you know, I've, I I love kind of lampooning, uh, fitness centers and CrossFit gyms, because they always come up with, you know, the, the hard, tough guy names, you know, we're mayhem and we're, you know, we're Spartan fitness and all these kind of iron steel gym. And, you know, just like all this kind of stuff, which is, which is great, but identifying, um, what is your messaging getting across? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to say, Hey, we are the coolest gym and you need to join our gym. Or are you putting your clients in that hero seat to say, hey, we are the guide that's going to help you achieve your fitness goals. And so there are plenty of gyms out there uh, that talk about them being the best or their current members being the best as opposed to talking about the difference that they make uh, in the lives of their clients. And so I would just recommend if you own a gym, if you own a fitness center, don't talk about all, don't talk as much about, um, you know, you've got a former NFL person doing your strength and conditioning or you, you know, any kind of that stuff, literally look and see what, what is it that your client who's coming in the door every day or a potential client, what is it that they want and how can you position yourselves as a guide to help them get better? So that'd be the first one is, is that hero, that hero guide flip. The second one that I see a lot, and this is, you know, and again, I'm, I'm a 
CrossFit guy. So I don't know if, what your audience, some of you may love that. Some of you kind of, you know, I know how that feels, but you know, I got into CrossFit maybe four years ago now, and I used to be CrossFit hater. I was just like, you know, I was traditional gym bro guy, sports and, and fitness conditioning. You know, I was a, a long distance runner. I didn't want to have anything to do with any of these kipping pull-ups and all these kind of Olympic lifts and stuff like that. Forget it. Um, and what was really confusing for me was they would use words like AMRAP and METCON and EMOM and all of these little, you know, things. It's like, I have no idea what the heck you're talking about. Power clean, snatch, squat this, squat that. And so immediately that puts up a barrier that you are communicating things that your customers don't understand. So there's an author, his name is Lee Lefevre, and he talks about this concept called the curse of knowledge. So we as owners or we as people who are in the business, we know our product or service at a level eight, nine, or 10, let's say. Yeah. But your average fitness goer, your average fitness enthusiast, the person who wants to go couch to 5K, they're walking into your business with a knowledge level of about a two or a three. Mm-hmm. And if you want to make that sale, you've got to dumb it down for them to that point. Now, at this point, for those of you that actually coach other people, or if you're an actual fitness instructor, anything like that, you know that to be true. You know that when you are coaching someone, when you're going through a movement, um, you know the most effective coaches will break it down to component parts so that their clients can understand it. Well, why don't we do the same thing in our marketing, Mm -hmm. right? If you're a CrossFit gym, you already have to overcome so many objections in your potential customer's brain because they go CrossFit. Immediately, they're going to start thinking everything they've ever heard about CrossFit or they go CrossFit. That's just where you get hurt. CrossFit, that's confusing. CrossFit, that's for elite athletes only, right? Mm -hmm. And now you have to overcome all of those things because you're not talking about it in the right way. So reducing all that confusing language, making it language that your client understands. Don't write your website or your, your social media to impress other muscle heads and, you know, other gym owners, write it to the, the client that you want to bring in every single day. So those would be the, the two. And then that third one is follow-up contact. Um, I'll say this from personal experience. I got my eight-year-old boy and my nine-year-old boy involved in a kid's CrossFit class um, because I wanted to, but it wasn't at the, at the gym I was going to. It was at a different gym. I, go- I Googled them. I Googled you know CrossFit kids in my area, and this one popped up. And it was impossible to figure out how to contact these people, mm-hmm. right? Like, on their website, there was no, you know, there's a phone number, but yeah, I'm not calling them, right? I have no idea when they're going to be there or anything else like that. I sent them an email, no response. I found them on Instagram, sent them a direct message, no response. Found them on Facebook, direct message, no response. And so what I call this is hiding the cash register. You make it impossible for people to know how to give you money, how to do business with you. So if you want to succeed, especially as a gym, three big things. Make your client the hero. You're the guide that helps them win the day. The second thing is speak in a way that they are going to understand and that they would identify with. And the third is don't make it hard for them to do business with you. That would be like the easiest thing. If you put a contact us button that went directly to somebody whose sole job was to respond to these people, I guarantee you would make money this month. So that's kind of breaking it down. Those are just three. I know I covered a lot there. So Right. But yeah, but those are three very easy and implementable um, changes that someone can make. And they have a high return on really a minimal investment of time because right. really it's tweaking a couple of things on a website, you know, mm-hmm. um, and being available. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and part of it is too, they're already telling you what you want, what they want to be told. So 
talk to your clients, talk to the people that are raving fans of your business and just ask them questions. Hey, what were you looking for when you came to the gym? And what would you say to somebody who is looking to sign up? They're going to give you language that's going to be better than anything you could come up with in your, you know, in, in the, in the fitness realm, because that's your client and that's what they're attracted to. So use them. Right. So now does this matter? This strategy whether your gym is in the United States, Canada, Iceland, Europe, like Europe, the Middle East, does, do these things matter based on your geographic location? Like, do, does this, does this messaging stuff apply basically globally? I mean, obviously there's going to be some cultural nuances depending on where you're at and you have to adjust your messaging to who you're trying to reach. That would be the biggest thing is who is it that you're trying to reach now? But I don't think that that matters what nationality, what they are, anything else like that. The bottom line is everybody wants something. Everybody wants something when they're walking into your gym. Everybody wants something when they come to your website and most of us get it wrong and we assume we know what they want, but we don't really know. And so for some people, you know, especially what one of the reasons I like CrossFit is because I moved to a new city and I knew the two places I was going to meet people would be if I found some, you know, church, religious organization. And if I found a CrossFit gym, because I knew that I could go somewhere where I'd be able to meet people and make connections. Now, if you were to ask a CrossFit gym owner, probably low on the list is meet people and make connections. But that was one of my primary drivers for walking in to that gym for other people. You know, they, they might have different needs, wants, desires. And unless you're speaking to those needs, wants, and desires, you're going to lose people every time because people don't buy the best services out there. They buy the ones that they can understand the fastest. And so as soon as I see somebody that says, Hey, it's a, we're a, a fitness community um, where we're making connections and we're helping you with your individualized fitness goals, man. Okay, great. I'm in, I get that. As opposed to uh, constantly varied uh, functional fitness to help you crush every workout, like constantly varied. I don't know what the heck that means. Right. And crush every workout. What is that? What are you, what, are you, what is that? You might have somebody that's going, Hey, it's May right now as we're recording this almost June, I want my body ready for beach body season, right? Great. If that's who your target market is said, we make you look better in your Instagram photos. <laughs> you <know? laughs> make you want to take your shirt off, right? Like if right, that's right. who you're trying to reach, use those words because that person is not thinking about their O2 max. They're not thinking about, you know, all of these other, I don't want to lower my resting heart rate. I literally just want to be able to take my shirt off without feeling embarrassed. Right. And so right. that's what they're trying to do. Speak in that language. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, that's very interesting. And, you know, one of the things that I learned was when I, you know, like, because, you know, as a business owner, every, every business owner goes through, a learning curve and a learning mm -hmm. process. And um, my original website was bogged down with way too much information that I thought was really important. And so someone had to convince me that like, nobody gives a damn about who the coaches are. Right. And, you know, like, and, you know, just like, so, you know, and I think, and that was like a hard concept at first, for me to swallow, it was just like, well, wait, nobody cares about like how qualified my coaching staff is. And it's like, no. <laughs> so, you know, and so I think it's just really hard. So how, when you, how do you deal with like that pushback where, you know, mm -hmm. I guess, 
you know, maybe it was, is that, I guess, ego driven, you know, from my own perspective, you know, or, yeah, I mean, or is yeah, that the in, way it just used to be, you know, like in that's some the cases, for sure. Like for some people it's ego driven for some people, they, um, they build a business because they want to be important. They build a business because they want significance in their life. They build a bit business because you know, quite frankly, their 20 year high school reunions coming up and they want to make sure that they can stick it in the face of everybody else who doubted them. Like, great. Okay, great. But I'm going to put those people aside for the most part. It's, it's not understanding um, the delivery method for each of your marketing and messaging platforms. So the homepage of your website is, is not for the spot where you talk about how great your coaches are and how you have former D1 athletes and blah, 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 blah. The homepage of your, of your website is literally to get somebody to click the button that says schedule an appointment, that says sign up, that says whatever. Whatever is going to get that to the next level. So, so many people have that kitchen sink mentality where they throw everything at their website or everything at their social media or everything at their explainer video that they post on there. When in reality, understand people are going to your website because they want to know where you're located. So if your address isn't there, how to get in touch with you, right? That's what they're doing. How do they actually procure your services? So like I said, like, how do they get in touch with you? How do they make sure that they can book an appointment? What are those? How do you make their life better? These are very like Maslow hierarchy of needs. These are the lower level pieces of that to try and get them in the door. Now, once I'm in the spot where I go, okay, I think no risk sports performance is right for me. Um, they seem like they're okay. They seem like they can handle it. Now I need to know, uh, do they know what they're talking about? So that second level of communication. Yeah, of course, back it up. So I know that you're not just guy working at a, you know, the van down by the river and just, you know, something like that. I need to know you're legit, but that's not the first thing I'm trying to figure out. I need to know, do you understand the problem I have and can you help make my life better? And how do I actually get in touch with you? Right. So now is this, is this, consistent from business to business? Does it matter if it's a gym or a restaurant or um, a boutique shop? Like is, is, you know, how universal is this messaging and the, you know, this messaging dynamic? I mean, the issue is that this messaging dynamic, um, you know, it, we, we use a framework from an organization called StoryBrand. And the whole point of that was they broke down marketing and messaging into using the power of story. And the reason why you do that is because our brains at all times, we are so distractible because our brains are trying to do two things every single, all day. We're trying to survive and thrive and we're trying to uh, reduce the expenditure of calories. So I'm trying to figure out how can I survive and thrive throughout the day. And for most of us living in, you know, first world countries that like survive part is taken care of. So we're thinking thrive, thrive, thrive. How do I make my life better? How do I make my life better? But you're lazy because you want to conserve those calories so you can be ready for whatever's next. So that's why we daydream. If you think about it, a lot of your listeners right now are probably multitasking. They're probably daydreaming and they missed what I just said because we're trying to figure out where do we need to seek that next value. But why is it that you can sit through and binge watch an entire season of some Netflix show, or you can listen to podcast after podcast or for podcast, or you can like my wife, when we go on vacation, she brings a stack of books and she'll go through every single book and won't get distracted once. It's because that power of story is so ingrained in us to trick our brains into thinking that it's valuable because we're hooked into listening to what's next. 
So when you use this framework that says there's a hero out there that you have a desire that you're trying to get something and you have a problem that's keeping you from getting that desire. And then guess what? A third party comes in. That's your brand. A guide comes in that has empathy that says, I understand what you're going through. I know what you want. And they have authority that says, I know how to get you what you want. And then they give them a clear plan of how to get what they want and call them to action. And they say, here's the success that you could experience when you do that. And here's the failure I'm trying to help you avoid. And when you can walk through that simple process, it helps people understand what you do quicker. And when they do that, they understand how you help them thrive and they can conserve calories while they're doing it. So they're going to pick you over the competition, no matter what you sell. Okay. Interesting. So I've read the story brand book. Now the role of the villain, right? How, how does that fit in? Yeah. So there's a villain uh, in story. Now in the marketing, I try not to force the villain if it doesn't make sense. But if you can find an easy villain, it's a good way for people to uh, conserve calories when they're trying to understand what it is that you're fighting against. So one of the best that I love is Allstate, right? Allstate protects you from mayhem. And so like, (laughs) All state protection from mayhem. They're an insurance company. And they said, the villain in your life is mayhem and we protect you from it. And so now mayhem might look different for me than it does for you. Mm-hmm. Mayhem for me might be auto accident stuff. Mayhem for you might be home insurance stuff or life insurance stuff. And so they've clearly put out there a great villain that kind of uh, summarizes every potential problem that they help you solve. And so when you can say, hey, uh, there's a villain out there and it's called, uh, you know, it's called, uh, I don't know. Oh, well, okay. I'll bring up this example. So I worked with a client uh, and actually the first CrossFit gym I went to and, you know, it's my, my favorite ever. It's the standard CrossFit in Toledo, Ohio. And one of the marketing messages that the owner came up with is we make COVID resilient humans, right? So he put the villain out there as COVID, this, this pandemic, this global pandemic that I'm sure all of your listeners in the fitness industry understand, like, We're shouting from the rooftops. Let's focus more on how we can increase people's health and fitness. Okay. So they pointed at a, at a villain right there and they said, here's the villain and we're going to help you become more resilient to things like that. Okay. Interesting. Um, Yeah. So, and I, and I think that, you know, many gyms, you know, it's the villains really is easy for, I think every gym or every conditioning studio, even for sports performance, you know, like the, the main villain in sports performance is injury, right? Yeah. Or not making the team, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. The know, bench, not being good right? enough to be recognized by coach. Or, oh, yeah, the, imagine your or villain is just the bench and you're like, hey, that, that seat on the bench. So think about this commercial for a sports performance. I mean, give it to your audience. Somebody's going to make it and they're going to make a bunch of money off of it. But you <laughs> zoom in and it's just a slow zoom on an empty seat on the bench. And you have a voiceover that describes that as the villain, right? Because nobody wants to be sitting on the bench. No parent wants to look and see their kids sitting on the bench. But guess what? If they were faster, if they moved better, if they had better conditioning, they would spend less time on the bench and more time on the court. And now everyone who's ever been an athlete is going, yeah, that's what I want. How do I get that? Give me that. (laughs) Give me that. Right. And you didn't talk at all about your methods. You didn't talk at all about quickness, about speed, about any of that stuff. You just said, you don't want to spend any more time on your, your butt deserves to be on the field, not on the bench. What? Sign me up. Right. No, that's awesome. And that, and that goes for everything. Like, you know, like there's so many things that, you know, from, from my work with you, from work with you, you've, you know, you've helped educate me on how to really dial in my messaging, um, sure. you know, for my sports performance gym, as well as for, you know, um, 
which has carried over to tremendous benefit for me in all aspects of my life. So, um, you know, and the, and the messaging just doesn't stop at the website, correct? No, no, no. Messaging is everywhere. Um, messaging even to the, now this is the, the basis. It's like what I help uh, clients do. One of the first things I help them do is come up with a one-liner. Some of you think of it as an elevator pitch, anything else like that, but it's an answer to the question. If I said, judo, what do you do? You meet somebody say, what do you do? That is a key question because everybody has a mental Rolodex for our younger listeners, a mental uh, contact list, right? If you don't remember (laughs) the old Rolodex, right? Everyone has a mental Rolodex. And and when they assign you a spot in that Rolodex, you want them to put you in the right spot. So if if Judah, if you said to me, Hey, Eric, what do you do? And I said, Oh man, Ooh, it's complicated. I do a lot. Immediately you're tuning out your Rolodex is closing. You're saying this guy's complicated. He can't help me. He can't help anybody else that I know. If I start to drone on about the things that I do, or if I start to make it boring, you start closing that Rolodex and you don't, you don't listen. So what you want is you want a clear one-liner that's going to explain the problem that you solve, how you solve it and how you make your customer's life better. And then right away, I either know, because I've now put Judah and no, no risk sports performance in my mental Rolodex in the right spot. And it's either that's going to apply to me or the next time I hear somebody say the same problem that you said you solve, I go, oh, I know who solves that problem. You want to be, you want to be the go-to guy or the go-to girl, right? It's that thing that when somebody says, yeah, you know what? I'm getting a little bit older and I got the little spare tire around here and, and it's getting harder to pick up my kids. <gasps> I just heard somebody say, you know, be able to uh, uh, play with your kids longer or lose that spare tire. Assume they go, oh, that's such and such a gym. You should give them a call. I heard they're great at that. You want that to fit in that Rolodex. And so that that messaging piece goes from your website. It goes to your face-to-face interactions. It goes to your emails, anything that you can use. And your staff should be repeating that same thing too. So you have that consistent message. Awesome. Um yeah, it's, it's all great. And like, so, you know, for, for my sports performance business, you know, I make you a better athlete, mm-hmm. right? Very simple. That's what, that's what we do. And for my business coaching, it's, you know, we, we are, it's coaching that helps gym owners succeed at their business, right? So both things, you know, very direct, very clear. And it's, it tells what we do and there's no right. discrepancy. And even, you know, like um, I, I was looking at your website earlier, but you probably know it off the top of your head. What's your tagline? That's a great question. I haven't looked at my website. You got, you got but it's, so, but I help, I help, I help you do. No, okay. To grow your business, right? There's no, yeah. like, you know, Scott's like, oh, check out Eric at 212 Consulting. So I went to 212 right. Consulting and it's like marketing solutions, leadership development to grow your business. All right. Yeah. Like, how are you going to do that? It says, clarify your message, develop your people, stop wasting money. Yeah. Boom. All right. I know exactly what I'm getting. I know exactly what I'm setting up for. And there's right below that is schedule a call. And it's, you know, super easy. And, you know, it's very clear in terms of like what you offer. Right. Right. And, you know, like, and there's so many gems where there's, you know, and I, and I, I, I'm on Instagram a lot recently just because, you know, I just finished selling across a gym Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, in the process of, um, you know, looking you know, at, at businesses and stuff. And I'm looking at all these websites and the messaging is so, it's so about them and what right. they can provide. So it's very, um, it's very product focused and not client focused. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to work at a uh, fitness center. I mean, that was like my first job as I worked at a local fitness center. 
um, you know, it had a pool, so I was a lifeguard, all that other kind of stuff. But then as people started to see that, like, I was pretty outgoing and capable of talking to people, um, they started having me do the tours. And one of the things that the, that the executive director here at this particular fitness center, he, he said something that I'll never forget. He said, when you give a tour, do not point out the treadmill. Don't point out the treadmill. Because what, what we do is we end up giving a tour in our facility and we'll go, okay, right there, that's the treadmill. Those are our free weights. Those are the ellipticals. Those are the windows. That's the water fountain. That's the bathroom. Like, duh, Eric, I know <laughs> what that stuff is. I don't, like, don't be stupid. So when I would give a tour, I would talk about the benefits that they could receive when they signed up. I would talk about some of the life change stories that we had, or I would point out individuals that I recognize, right? Hey, over there, that's Judah. Hey, did you know Judah, he uh, was this kind of athlete. Now he's this kind of athlete, right? Those sorts of things, because people, they're not dumb when they come to the, if you have a, an easy enough name that says sports performance, great. Now I understand what that is or fitness center or whatever, like, Start to use your website, start to use the other things to talk about the value that you provide people that's deeper than just, we have, tre I mean, if your website was, we have treadmills, we have ellipticals, we have free weights. Oh, everybody <laughs> right, yeah, great. Thank you. Right. Gotcha. Cool. All right, dude. Um, yeah, I know you're extremely busy and it's the uh, Friday before a long weekend and um, you, your kids are probably, you know, ready to party along with you and you know you have plenty to do so we'll we'll end up with the, the same question set of questions i ask all my guests um mm -hmm. and you know these are these are all kind of like things which you know i dare near and dear to my heart like i'm a big quote guy right yeah. i love quotes um you know like i'm constantly looking at quotes and i see the the meme quotes and you know um from all these different athletes and all these different places um so if you had one quote which you always referred back to um what would that quote be it could be a, a, regarding anything a personal mantra or whatnot but do you have a favorite quote yeah i mean i i've i'm a leadership guy and i've just you know love love leadership quotes but it wasn't until i became a story brand marketing guide and this thing was like banned everything because it was leadership it was marketing it was messaging it was life and so donald miller says if you confuse you lose if you confuse, you lose. And it's so easy and it's memorable that everything I do when I'm communicating with somebody else, if I confuse, I lose. When I'm parenting my two young kids, if I give them instructions and I confuse them, I lose them. If my, if my personal conduct is confusing based on what I'm saying. So if I say, I love you, I care about you, I appreciate you, you can always talk to me, but then I don't live that way. I've now created confusion in their brain and I'm gonna lose on that relationship. So whether it's marketing, whether it's leadership, whether it's parenting, just remember your brain is drawn to clarity and it's drawn away from confusion. So if you confuse people, you're going to lose people. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's powerful. And it's so short. Um, right. you know, I, I, one of the other things I love from, you know, all the different interviews I do for, um, the business performance podcast and my sports performance podcast is. I get all these new quotes and most of them I haven't heard before because there's just such an abundance of them. But mm -hmm. that one is that makes so much sense because even when it comes to coaching, right? So if coaching movement, if I don't use words that the athlete can relate to, right. I'm not going to fix their movement. Right. And so it, you know, and not everybody responds to the same cues. Correct. So you always, so it's a, it's a battle to like work and have a, uh, um, an arsenal 
of yep. cues that that each athlete can relate to because each athlete is as an individual. And um, I'll give you a bonus one too because this goes alongside of it because I love that you said that is um is communication is not information sent, it's information received. So that's why I love that if you confuse, you lose. Because I could say the same thing to you as I could say to 10 other people. But if I confuse you and the other nine get it, then I'm losing you. So I need to communicate in a way that when you receive the information, you get it. And so just like you said, with coaching cues, with everything else, you might have to say something 10 different ways to 10 different people, but you have to put that work in if you want to win people over to either your mindset, your mantra, to helping them achieve, to, you know, helping them integrate a habit, whatever it is. Right, right, right. All right. So another thing is um, books. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have a, uh, a nice bookshelf behind you. You have a couple uh, books highlighted just from the ones standing up. Um, yep. And I probably can guess yeah, your you answer guess to this. Um, but if you had to pick one book, right, that yeah. you would recommend to anybody, mm-hmm. all right, um, to just for whatever the reason, what would that one book be and why? Well, especially if you own a business right back here behind my uh, right shoulder is building a story brand. That's, that's the foundation. That's the foundational one. It's by Donald Miller. Yeah, he got it too. So (laughs) it's right there. I would recommend that. That's how you start on everything. And so no matter what business you're in, it'll give you the fundamentals you need. Um, As a bonus, uh, Business Made Simple is a, is a book that they just put out and that's, it's got, you know, basically a jumpstart guide on how to get your business going. And there's some supplementary things as well there that can help you out. Uh, with is that, that those would be is that Donald Miller too? Business based simple. Yeah, same same group and organization. And why I just love it because they are so clear and practical with their information. Um, and I mean, I'm sure you get the same thing where uh, Facebook or Instagram will target ads to you from all these different little fitness or business or marketing gurus that have some secret master plan that has confusing words and stuff. And it's just like it's not that hard. I mean the principles of communicating and running a business are simple, but it takes a lot of work to actually do it effectively. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I get, I, I get those all the time. Um, mm-hmm. It's they're, they're interesting. You know, everybody has a hack and, you know, and it's the same uh, thing as in the fitness industry where somebody right. says, Oh, you know, eat this thing and you're going to lose, you know, pounds or wrap your belly this way. And it's going to, you know, reduce cellulite over here. And the people that know, you know, that's just a bunch of quack, man. And that's not, that's not good. And they right. overcomplicate it because they're trying to make a buck. And so right. that's why I love those two books because they really help you no matter what you do, no matter what stage of business you're in. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the keep it simple, stupid motto, yep. you know, yep. like, and that's, that goes for every industry, uh-huh. right? Cause like 99% of the population will thrive with just the simple stuff. So, all right. The next question, um, this is another one, and this is really interesting to see the commonalities between all my guests, but what are your, what are Eric Williams three keys to success? So my, uh, my personal mantra, and this is another thing, like if you subscribe to business made simple, they have a, uh, a, they have a course called hero on a mission and it helps you build a life plan. And it's been transformational for me. I mean, I started doing this in my mid thirties, uh, where you actually have to like write your eulogy and build back from there and say, what do you want people to say about you when you're gone? What do you want? Like, imagine your kids talking about you. Imagine your spouse, imagine your coworkers. What do you want them to say about you? 
Okay, great. Now let's dial that back and say, in the next 10 years, if you have 10 years left, what do you have to do to get there in the next five years, in the next year? Now, what do I have to do today? And it helped you break it down to a couple of key words and key phrases and things that you live by. So personally for my success, my biggest thing is to be generous. I know that if I'm generous with my time, if I'm generous with my resources, if I'm generous with my knowledge and abilities, then I know I'm going to win. And so that would be kind of the big thing is be generous with your time, be generous with your resources, be generous with your knowledge and abilities. And I mean, I kind of boil it down to a quote from uh, John Maxwell, where he, you know, he says, you should look to provide value every day. So every day when I wake up, I think, how can I provide the most value to the people around me? Um, every time I have a conversation, I mean, I think that was one of the questions I asked you was like, great. I would love to be on your podcast. What would provide the most value for your listeners? Because I just believe that I want to be around people that provide value and that are generous. And so if I want to be around those people, and if I want, you know, to live that kind of life, then people are going to want to be around me. And, you know, I, I may never, I may never make the kind of life that people who don't choose to do that and cut corners and, you know, get rich quick. I may never do that. But at the end of my life, I know that I can keep my head up knowing that I've done things the right way because I've been generous and I want to provide value to others. Awesome. All right, dude. Well, um, one last question. Yep. All right. And this basically is one that, you know, one of those questions you can't prepare for or, you know, because it's all based upon how our conversation went. But if there was, you know, you have a lot of knowledge and you have a lot of things which you can provide people. Um, and as you just said, you want to provide value and you're very generous mm-hmm. um, with your time and abilities. Um, what was one question that I didn't ask, which you hoped I would ask so you could provide that value to people for listening? Yeah, I think specifically to your audience, if um, what is the biggest thing that coaches and business owners miss when it comes to actually running their business? What is their biggest blind spot? Um, You know, what's that area of self-awareness that they're just missing? You know, that hole in their swing, so to speak. And it's so funny when I talk to people who are in the coaching industry, especially like physical fitness, because it's like your mentality Uh, When you get into sports performance, when you get into anything involving helping other people meet their goals is so pure and so right on with exactly how you should run your business and exactly how you should market your business. But for some reason, we turn off that part of our brains when we go into running the business and when we go into marketing our business. And so we covered it a little bit, but in the same way as you would have to, you know, you break down um, these complicated steps for your clients. Uh, into the small, easy ways to get around. You know, uh, I want to help somebody get a 30 inch box jump and they're 300 pounds overweight. Well, right now we're, we're going to put a, a little six inch box out there and you're going to take a step up there, right? You're going to help people because you know, you have to customize what you're doing to the person in front of you and you have to be their guide so they can succeed. You have to help them celebrate all of these things. And so that I love working with fitness centers. I love working with coaches because you do all of the right things when you're actually operating with a client in front of you. Now you just have to look at that and apply that to your business because you have one of the biggest growth potentials uh, because of the mindset you naturally have walking into owning your business. That's what I would say. Cool. All right. Um, Eric, this is awesome. Very informative. You know, as always, like, you know, every time I speak with you, I learn more stuff. I learn something new. Um, once again, I learned something, some new stuff today, even more so. Um, yeah. Very informative, um, you know, interview for, 
for our listeners. Hopefully they mm-hmm. have a lot of takeaways. Um, how can people get hold of you or if they wanted to, you know, have you help them build yeah. their website or build their messaging better? Um, how can they get hold of you? Yeah. Uh, so my website's 212, the number 212consultingservices.com. If you go to 212consultingservices.com slash hello, it's very basic and easy. You could just click uh, schedule a call right there. There's also access to the books and the resources that we talked about here. So if you don't really want to talk to me, but you're interested in reading a little bit about the book, you got a link right right there. If you heard about Business Made Simple and you'd like to check that out, it's all right there on the website, 212consultingservices.com slash hello. Uh, and if you decide to sign up for Business Made Simple, if you decide to sign up for the Story Brand um, live stream and you use the, the links that I've provided there, send me a copy of your receipt to eric at 212consultingservices.com and I will give you a free coaching session. So for anybody listening right now, you could do that. Uh, you can sign up for a three free 30 minutes. Just let me know that you heard about us here from, uh, from Judah and, uh, and I would be happy uh, to go over some of the basic needs that you have in your business. Awesome. Now, are you on the uh, on Instagram or are you uh, LinkedIn or any of those? Yeah. Or? So the business on on Instagram, two one two consulting. That's there. Uh, I've got. Um, I'm actually putting out um, marketing, messaging, leadership tips on TikTok for those of you that are on there too. It's business coach Eric. Uh, so you can <laughs> you can reach me reach me there as well. It's interesting the uh, the people that are that are on there. So business coach Eric on uh, TikTok and two one two consulting on Instagram. Do you, do you, is there a lot of people looking for your help on TikTok? Um, you know what? I think the, the, the fun thing about TikTok is it makes you, it makes you get your message out in 15 seconds to 60 seconds. So for me, it's, it's trying to put information out there. There are a lot of like, uh, side hustlers on TikTok. There are a lot of, you know, small business owners, things like that. And so if I can give them bite-sized marketing and messaging help and tips, that's great. But Secretly, it just helps me be a lot more um, economical with my own with my own words and my own messaging. So it's a great challenge. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I've I'm I, I, I social media is a necessary evil. Right. One which I've don't I wish I never dealt into yeah. <laughs> just because oh, yeah. like you know it's uh, the because the, there's as many positives as as many negatives for it. Oh yeah, but, for sure. Uh, I've been staying away from TikTok. Just um, my dance moves, nobody wants to see. So well, yeah, and, that, <laughs> and that's the thing is I I don't do any dancing. So uh, if anybody's coming to look for dancing, they're not they're not getting that. But I would encourage all your listeners too. You know, every every person needs a coach. Um, and so if you're in business and you don't have a business coach, if you're a, a gym owner and you haven't talked to Judah uh, about helping you, like every coach needs a coach because you would tell your clients, man, you need accountability. You need somebody that can see you from the outside. So I would just encourage uh, to reach out to somebody, whether you need marketing and messaging help, whether you need help running your, your gym, every coach needs a coach. Do the same thing you would tell your clients. Awesome. All right, Eric, thank you very much. And to our listeners, Stay tuned for next week where we have another exciting guest. And until then, um, have a, oh, this is coming up Memorial Day weekend. Oh, this isn't coming up Memorial Day weekend. We're filming this on Memorial Day weekend, but um, we'll be in touch soon. And I hope you guys will catch you later. Thanks for listening to the No Risk Business Performance Podcast. Please be sure to check out the show notes for any information pertaining to our guests, as well as to how No Risk Business Performance can help your very small business. If you found the information useful, please be kind and share it with your friends who also own very small businesses so they can benefit from the advice that our guests can provide. 
I'm your host, Judah Boulay. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.